0: Welcome to home from home a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice we're just two guys who like guys but love god this is a safe place for real conversation we'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage can we help you with that welcome to your home from home In this episode, we discuss a couple more of your burning questions on the hardship of being same-sex attracted. We discuss our personal relationships with shame and how we relate to the five stages of grief. Welcome to your home from home. Wow,
1: it has been a second. We have gone through a lot, but we are back. We're here. Uh, <laughs> we used to be queer.
0: We're here. Potentially still queer, depending on how you identify. I,
1: that's that's but true. Very,
0: very Christian, though.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I just wanted to do a rhyme thing. So, welcome back! Hello, welcome home!
0: Welcome home. I've missed this. How are you, Thomas?
1: Oh my goodness, there's so many things that are going on in life. Uh, a lot of secret life changes and projects that I can't really talk about yet. <laughs> Uh, which is fine, but it's all stuff that's so good, and I'm so excited.
0: you're teasing us.
1: I know one thing I can talk about though that's super exciting is I got asked to be a lecturer at um uh, mm. my alma mater, so I am going to be a professor, which is you know is my really bad attempt at like a really posh English accent, and it was absolutely professor. awful professor.
0: Um, that's very good
1: at uni um
0: (laughs) yeah you are so So should we call you should i now refer to you as professor thomas yes please from
1: now on everyone needs to address me as either professor thomas or uh professor or dr thomas even though actually no not dr thomas i can get wow. in trouble for impersonating He's got a doctor as well. no yeah. i don't actually professor <laughs> thomas is great
0: wow professor thomas professor thomas will like be our guest speaker for really difficult topics you'll <laughs> have something to say
1: yeah there you go when you want to talk about <laughs> research and numbers and statistics i'm your guy
0: perfect <laughs> yeah they're all going over my head right now statistics and numbers i lost all my what I thought was intelligence before, after university, but hopefully it's coming back because I've been starting again soon. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, You're
1: starting your master's. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I feel good. So I'm just about to move out uh, in a few days. Trying mm-hmm. to find a house was a nightmare. Um, I mean, I'm living with a few other guys from church and it was honestly like herding sheep trying to get everyone on board. But I think naturally I'm quite like stressed out. And also, I've realized about myself, until everything's sorted, I cannot relax. And so I'm just very, like, uptight about these things, which is probably really annoying for them. But it has got us a house, which I found. So, you know, they should be grateful too. Uh, should be cool. Should be a castle. Castle full of guys.
1: You know, it's great. I can't wait to come and visit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anyone. Once, once let the, me know when you're in London. Once the Delta variant
1: is, you
0: know, chilled out
1: um we wanted to do a follow-up episode on what's well, so hard about being ssa because we realized we have some more questions that you guys had sent in that were like you know what let's let's do a follow-up episode let's talk about some of these questions um yeah. and maybe have have a, a quick conversation about them and and just you know dive in
0: yeah i mean we uh we're ready to move on but apparently you guys weren't we actually sent quite a few questions but these are our favorite two and thought we can maybe address those a bit more um look out for the next few episodes we're going to go a bit off the grid who knows maybe we'll do a mini series here and there sometimes it'll be q a's we're just gonna we're just gonna see where life takes us
1: yeah we're our scheduling is a little all over the place as both of our lives are potentially changing for yeah, the foreseeable future so um but
0: don't worry the content will still be just as relevant it'll Hopefully be just better, as- a bit more free and you know yeah you
1: know maybe you'll you'll see an episode of home from home unedited unscripted i don't know if they want that
0: <laughs> i don't know i mean we're not scripted <laughs> but we are edited by me so <laughs> All right, let's dive
1: into the first question. Uh, the first question is, uh, this series about what's being, what's so hard about being SSA, but I don't think either of you guys mentioned shame. Uh,
0: Though cool I so. realized
1: I didn't do anything to become SSA. I still feel a lot of shame about being SSA. Do you think shame is one of the most difficult things about being SSA or are you in quotation marks over it?
0: Are you over it? Are you, like, over it? I'm so over it. I'm so over Uh, it. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, You're right. Maybe we didn't mention shame. I mean, you you listened to the episode, so... um,
1: I feel so much shame about not mentioning shame.
0: (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) I think we should have talked about shame, especially in the Identity episode, so we're grateful for the reminder, because, yeah, I do think that is a big part of it, and it's quite a nuanced discussion especially with understanding shame because shame in itself i think by nature is quite um hard to see or like you purposely try not to see it because mm. that's the point of it you know it's something you don't want to think you don't want to experience like yeah i don't know what what is shame
1: that's a great question should i should i google shame
0: unless i beat you to it.
1: I mean, yeah, I think when I think of shame, I mean, you could definitely give a definition of it. We always like to differentiate shame and guilt or I yeah. do. And I do that when I'm mentoring people, when I'm coaching people, counseling people, whatever. I think a lot of times people intertwine shame and guilt. Guilt is saying I did something bad. Shame is saying I am bad. You know, I am mm. bad for doing this thing. I am wrong. I'm evil. Um, it's more of an internal set, sense of dread i think of like feeling yeah. that i'm not okay but i don't know let's let's ask the google good old google <laughs> what shame means
0: okay google says here, um, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior
1: dang wow
0: it's interesting because it talks about a painful feeling of humiliation or distress, but it's caused actually by the consciousness of the, the mm-hmm. wrong behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's when you, when you realize that there's a wrong behavior or something wrong or something wrong about you, and there's a consciousness of it, then there's a painful feeling that mm-hmm. comes with that. Mm. Um, so that's shame. <laughs> yeah.
1: And are you over
0: it? am i over shame uh probably not i think it's interesting because because it's, shame is caused by the consciousness of mm-hmm. that i think mm-hmm. my i often i think i have a weird relationship with shame it's quite hard for me to acknowledge that i feel would feel ashamed by being same sex attracted because i want to be able to feel and say that i you know i love myself and and that i'm not ashamed of who i am there's something definitely in our society especially for my generation gen z like where you just have to be unashamedly yourself, like that's the point like that's power, power is not being ashamed. there's something very weak about I find embracing shame or the feeling of shame, because you know if you if you're embracing if you're embracing shame, then you're kind of embracing your your weakness, mm-hmm. embracing your fragility, how much you care about what other people think or how much you're affected by the culture and I don't know and I and I think that kind of weakness makes me squirm and I don't want to feel that or I don't want to express that much so I think that's often why I wouldn't talk about my own shame with this but I think I definitely do have I definitely do have it I don't know what you think do you what's your relationship with shame
1: no I think I definitely can relate to that my kind of thing is is like i definitely have i think the last few years has really been a journey about me dealing with shame and realizing Mm -hmm. how much shame i have not just about ssa stuff but like health stuff life stuff i just like internalize a lot of shame actually um Mm -hmm. and part of it honestly is is growing up in the culture in the house that i did i think my parents are great i love my family but i think they uh, some of them are really great on like shaming and we're like really big on shaming people and really big Mm. on using that as a like motivator to like do something better and and even feeling like growing up in church sometimes right church churches can use shame a lot of times Mm. to like try to motivate you to do Uh, certain behaviors or to live a certain way and so i think the last few years has really been me unraveling shame and like going on that journey of okay what is shame in my life how does that come up why do i feel ashamed what is this Mm -hmm. and i think the thing that i realize is even the people and this is just my opinion and this is kind of my journey with it i think am i over it no and I don't know if I'm ever gonna be a hundred percent over it. I think it's one of those continual things that you're you're like getting better and better and better at it, like every day, every month, every year. Um, and you're gonna get better to where the point where it like doesn't affect you as much. But I think if anyone like takes a second and actually stops and reflects about what they're feeling, I'm sure some people will feel shame and some sort of capacity and that's just part of being the society that we're in part of being in the you know the religious culture that we're in part of being in the world that we're in I think there's always going to be some pieces of that even if we're in a generation that's like oh you have to unashamedly be yourself I think a lot of the times people who say that are like I have no shame I don't care what people think I think very few people actually mean that And like, are actually connected with their deep rooted shame. And so like my kind of journey and challenge that I've been doing with myself is taking time of being like, okay, do I feel shame? What's coming up? Embracing those feelings and then letting them go. Kind of doing like a, like a mindfulness exercise of being like, how can you grow or get over something if you don't acknowledge that it's there in the first place? Like, you can't take out a splinter in your like arm if you don't like realize there's a splinter in your arm and then go through the process of looking at it and like taking it out um mm. so I think the more that I'm going on that journey of recognizing my splinters, the more that I realize that there's splinters that I just didn't see before um so I think for you know it's it's okay um that you feel a lot of shame, I think you're gonna the the key is recognizing that, processing that and getting over it, and then realizing that it's a continual it's a continual process and like you're gonna something's gonna happen and you feel over it, and then that gets triggered, and then you start feeling shame and then you have to deal with that so it's it's mm. a I just feel like it's a process it's not the more that I'm thinking about life, the more that I'm realizing like my own self work is not a one and done kind of thing. It's a continual. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's why Paul said in in one of his books of saying like every day we're a new creation and we're constantly being made new because I think that's that's just it. Like we have to continually every day choose to you know fight shame, you know love God, you know do all these things. It's not a one and done thing. It's it's a continual journey.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the, the scripture that comes to mind in what you're showing, Thomas, is um, in Second Corinthians 10, verse 5, about, I mean, it, it could be talked about in various ways, especially about, like, defending faith, but I think it can also be made personal about, um, like, are our thoughts faithful? Is our shame faithful? Because, I mean, in, in verse 5 it says, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And I think, like what you were saying about like um, this process of like noticing the splinter, like noticing the pain, and then like acknowledging it, but then kind of going past it or removing it. Or but I think that's very similar to this process of like having a thought, taking captive of it, and making it obedient to Christ. And I think that's important for us and for our listeners. If you're having a feeling of shame. How can you take captive of that and and look at it for what it is I mean I think denying it is the easier option sometimes but maybe not long term you actually want to deal with that so I think something for me I can feel I can feel ashamed sometimes if I'm in a group of guys or something or the girls and I just feel like I'm not coming across like as masculine as I should mm. be and I could be like oh what I just said there was just really like effeminate or whatever and then I have this feeling of like kind of Yeah, like low key like humiliation, which is which is shame. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for me in those moments actually to just stop for a second in my head and go, Oh, you felt that. Like you felt there was something that caused you pain about feeling not very like masculine. Like is that is that godly? Is that a faithful thought? Is that how God sees you? Mm -hmm. And then for me to then go, actually no, like that's not that's not true. There's like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that 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 doesn't make me any less loved or any less worthy like I should feel okay and then I can move on and then I think that like getting into the practice of that which is not something I do very regularly but it's this is even helpful for me like oh I should actually like capture those thoughts more and and go is that true like but yeah in regards to shame especially on this um I think the thought I'd leave with with this discussion is it's so important as for us as Um, same-sex attracted Christians to acknowledge shame I think it's also extremely important that our Christian walk and our sacrifice and self-denial is not motivated by shame because sometimes I can see this within our community is if someone comes from a lot of shame a really painful background with their family or or trauma and their upbringing and they carry a lot of this shame, then coming to Jesus and like going for healing is an amazing thing, but sometimes they can use it just as a way of like, just trying to cover up the shame. It's like, okay, I like, I just need this to work. I need to work in a heterosexual relationship or something. So I don't need to feel the shame anymore, which like, or like I need to just embrace strength and weakness. So I don't feel shame, which I don't think is, I think there's an element of godliness there, but I don't think that's, that's it. Like that's not, you haven't figured it all out if you're doing that because you're being motivated by fear and not by faith a uh, fear of feeling this feeling yeah. of humiliation and yeah. and you're not doing that out of a love of god you're just trying to get rid of this ugly feeling of shame and so um if you if you feel like you're in that place maybe you question that like mm. do you think you have shame um and and yeah. how can you address that Personally. So it's a great question from our listener. Shame's really difficult yeah to deal with. So I think bring up. And you
1: know, if you do, if you do feel shame and you do realize that there's a lot of shame, like that's okay. Like it's okay to be there. You know. Um, and just know that like God wants to be with you in that moment and he wants to help heal you. And I think it's so interesting because you're talking, uh uh Topher about about fear, right? Of being like, you know, we could be motivated by shame, and that could be quite a fear-driven response. And we say, "Oh, is that is that godly?" And the answer is no, right? Because I can always think about the verse. I think it's in First John where it talks about God. Uh, perfect fear drives out love, and God is like mm, is mm. the definition of love. Um,
0: perfect love drives out fear. Perfect
1: love drives out. Thank you. Yeah, you know, um, and like, in, you look at the Bible, and what is the word to describe God? Like, one of them is love. You know, and so like in a relationship with God, and this is kind of my own journey that I had to do with shame and guilt and all this stuff of being like, okay, God loves me exactly where I am. Like, so there's no need to be ashamed of where I come from. There's no need to have this shame and I'm gonna let it go, you know, and I'm gonna work Mm -hmm. through it and I'm gonna figure out where is this coming from and all of those things. So just know like, don't feel shame about being in shame. Like it's okay.
0: let's move on to the next question next question um okay so this was about our last episode i think Mm -hmm. um you guys ran through the five stages of grief as a difficulty of realizing that you aren't quote-unquote normal these five stages were denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance have you personally navigated these stages and what stage are you on now yeah um where are you at thomas
1: where am i at you know, I think at different times in my life, I've were in different stages, and I think the thing with these stages of grief is like you can get to acceptance and then you can also regress like back to mm. other stages or different things happen, so I think for me, as I am like working through my own processes of stuff. I'm going through different stages of things. For example, you know, so my my fiance and I so like we're get, we're engaged, we're getting married. Uh we switched churches and we're kind of going through a lot of this uh transition in life and I'm realizing that as I'm going through this transition, a lot of these stages of different things are happening, you know, in my own feeling of same-sex attraction when you're like getting married and going through premarital counseling and talking about this i realized that like there are times where I'm, i would much rather deny that like this is happening or she asks mm. me like how are you doing in this area and it's so much easier just to be like no i'm gonna deny that this is even a struggle mm-hmm. like i don't even want to like deal with this it's too much you know um, feeling angry mm-hmm. you know like there is a time you know, right before I was getting engaged, where I just felt so tempted. And just like, I felt like Satan was just constantly attacking me in my same sex attraction. And quite honestly, I was like angry that whole week and angry. I got to being like, God, like, why? Like, why now of all times? Like, I'm trying to like, I'm already feeling all kinds of anxiousness and fear about like, the engagement season, because proposing is quite fear-inducing, you know, just being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like propose in front of all these people. And like, what if nothing goes, you know, all of this stuff. And then I'm dealing with this and I was like, God, like this just definitely is not the right time. So I think I'm like continually at different stages, realizing kind of like what I was saying in the previous question of how it's a continual, like you're continually working deeper and deeper through those things. I think where I am right now is I do feel a lot of, like, acceptance of where I'm at. And I was like, okay, I can't be anywhere else other than where I'm at. That's okay. Like, me being same-sex attracted, I think I've accepted that for a long period of time. I think the hard part that I'm currently working on and accepting now is that my same-sex attraction isn't going to influence my relationship with self when we're getting married in the sense that, like, that isn't going to change or hurt or diminish my relationship, and that doesn't change my worthiness of being mm. in a relationship with soph and that doesn't change soap's mm-hmm. love for me, and I think that part of things I'm still navigating towards acceptance of that of that soap accepts me for where I'm at, and like she wants to be a part of that process, she wants to help me through those things but i uh, still have a lot of internalized shame about those things um, i still deal with things in that you know soph and i we're approaching marriage season pretty soon so we're having some conversations about my past and different relationships that i had in the past and different mistakes i made in the past and like that was hard for me to talk about in some some aspects cuz i'm like reliving things that like i haven't talked about fully for a while, you know, and realizing like, oh man, like now I'm entering this relationship with my wife and almost feeling shame of the facts that I'm entering it, not virginally, like I'm not a virgin and being like, I have all of these past experiences that feels like it can feel sometimes almost like my past partners are like coming into my marriage with me. And like, I just feel like, oh, it's just like, oh that's actually kind of icky. And like, I wish I would have waited. And if only I knew then what I knew now, what I know now and all of this stuff. So I know that was a long winded answer to your question and maybe a quite vulnerable one, but like, that's kind of where I'm at in navigating it. And for you listener, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a continual process. And I know that like, might sound disheartening in the sense of like oh you never quite get there but honestly I really do think it's a quite beautiful process because like in the moment it does suck but the more that you go through it and the more that you like do your work the easier it becomes and like you get to see more of the growth and you get to see God heal and show up in places that you didn't think were possible and like that is so amazing like seeing God work in my relationship with my fiance in ways that I never thought was possible like is so great you know and I wouldn't have seen the depths of that if I don't continually go after these things
0: that's such a great answer Thomas thank you yeah and thanks for your vulnerability it's so interesting to hear these different stages right because it's like sometimes you feel like you're there and then you're like oh wait maybe I'm not fully there or like what is there and you know what um and all these things can kind of come up and go down so yeah i think that's but so helpful i think for me i um yeah similarly i go up and down and uh um i've loop navigated all of them i think really yeah loop the loops that's oh, quite scary um i've navigated all of them if where if, where would I say I'm at right now? I think sometimes I can be honestly naturally my state can head towards like depressive, and um so probably with like depression that depression and acceptance to me often come hand in hand because I'm naturally a bit of a like oh like a bit of an e or like doom and gloom and um and clouds over my head um which can be sometimes just quite self pitying uh. But I think, especially with this, I can, when I fully accept, oh gosh, like, this is, this is what it means to be a Christian. Like, this is, this is difficult. Like, things aren't going to be easy for me. I think I can just get a bit depressed because I'm like, oh, like, is God really going to, like, come through with this? Is he going to, like, really heal me? Is he going to, like, is this really going to be an area that I'm excited about? Or is this always just going to be, like, a thorn? it just feels like it's always just going to be annoying and painful and awkward. Like, I just don't. And I think there's an acceptance of that. And so I just can get a bit like down in the dumps about it. Um, And the way I think that can reflect is I can just be less, less out of myself, like less, a lot less loving to other people. Um, I feel like I'm. I don't know. I I think I can then just often be quite jealous of other people and other people's relationships and just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to be grumpy like because I'm not things are hard for me and so I'm not going to not going to love and I've been reflecting more recently like that really takes me out of the ability to become more like Christ and mm. and to show his love and I mean, if that's not the meaning of being a Christian then what is? And um like I'd hate to be just this lonely shrew, you know, that like like just no um, just bitter by what like i how I feel afflicted by God, and but I think sometimes that's where I can go. I've been in different stages of being like angry at God and um and also trying to test the line with bargaining as well, and yeah, I think right now I'm just kind of like I have this feeling of hope, there's always this feeling of hope with God, um, but then I think also just a bit of apprehension, like really God, like can you really make this something that's really? just warm and exciting and um could i be in a relationship like that all these kind of things like i think i'm still struggling to have faith trusting that god will will um will help me in those areas will help me to find peace i don't want to be restless and peaceless like until i die you know i want to reach some point where i just can chill out a bit and i feel like when you're young and um especially when you see people coupling up everywhere and stuff it's exciting and I'm so happy for them but I think for me I'm like it's like this this clock's ticking and I'm like oh god like you know where am I gonna like what's what's for me and and are you there for me god so um so yeah I think that's that's where I'm that's where I am at is I I acknowledge that it's a loss and and I think sometimes I can let that get me too down depression isn't just sadness it's kind of the a numbness and there's an inactivity about it and um like where you don't even try to make things better you just are kind of in that state and so I think I I can sometimes wrestle with being in that stage now whether it's like I feel accepted or I'll go actually more into um actually I don't feel like I feel kind of close acceptance but actually there's still there's still just this kind of deep sadness there and I, I don't want to be filled Within, like, at my core, I don't want it to be sad. I want it to be joy. You know, that's that's what it's about. About being a Christian. So it's about wrestling, kind of, to to get myself to that spot. But yeah, that's me. That's where I'm at. But I think it's it's a cool it's a cool system to try, like, pinpoint some feelings by looking at them. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I also want to like just share also with listeners that like this stages of grief, all that stuff. It's a tool. It's not like the end all be all and be like no you have to put no it's a tool don't like get too wrapped up in the like and just wherever you're at like whether you're in acceptance denial wherever you're at accept that, that that's where you're at and like figuring out okay what can i do to get to the next stage what do i have to heal through what do i have to process through but also just have a lot of self-compassion for where you're at um because where you're mm. at is valid and it makes sense that you're there You know, everyone, no one wants to be at the place that they're at. We're all just trying to do the best that we can with the hand that we're dealt.
0: And you being in the wrestle and questioning these things is like the best place to be. So good job. You're there. So you're fine. Yes. Chill out. (laughs)
1: What you yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. (laughs) Anyways. I don't know that one. It's uh, Avril Lavigne. Why you have to go oh, and make things so uh, complicated. complicated?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Okay, exactly. fine, yeah. I... <laughs> Slightly before my time, Avril Lavigne, but... I know, I'm just uh, aging myself. Yeah, I know. Um, That's all the time we have. This was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Love talking about shame and grief. Yep,
1: yep. I feel like we love... I think some of my favorite episodes are the ones that we talk about things that may not be as cheerful of, like, let's talk about, like, the deeper waters maybe i'm just a deep person that could just be yeah
0: i know hopefully our listeners are deep waters person send us in really happy questions if you want us to answer happy things
1: yeah exactly what are the best things about being ssa (laughs) yeah
0: that's a good one that's a good one. okay waiting for that first one to ask that i know um okay well we'll see you guys really soon yep see you soon bye 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 Thank you for listening to Home from Home. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home from Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.